Hi guys, welcome to Health Tip Tuesday. I'm so happy to have you guys here with me today. We are going to spend some time talking today about the mind diet. So the mind diet is a diet that is, it's not what you're thinking of like a normal diet that you hear about in the news. It's a diet that is basically has been designed by researchers to help combat the decline of brain function. So the purpose of it is to hopefully slow down the progression of dementia. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is I feel like, you know, I don't know if you've had like a busy day and you have these little periods where you're like, am I losing my mind? Am I a little bit crazy? And then you worry a little bit like, you know, if maybe your memory is going, which it probably isn't, it's probably just you're busy and you're stressed and you're not really, you know, taking the time <laughs> to really, you know, you, for self-care probably. But, you know, we're also at a time that maybe we have parents that are experiencing some kind of cognitive decline. And so there's always that kind of thought in the back of your mind, like, oh my gosh, could that be me? And so I wanted to discuss the mind diet because I feel like it might be something that is helpful, especially as we start to age, to think about what kind of things that we can eat that may help slow the progression of, um, you know, of a, slow the progression of dementia or even the development of Alzheimer's disease. So the mind diet was, was designed by researchers to help improve any risk of cognitive decline that's been associated with aging and specifically with dementia and Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's disease. The mind diet is a combination of the Mediterranean diet, which I know you guys have heard all before. Um, and then also the DASH diet, which you may not have heard before. The DASH diet is um, a dietary approach to stop hypertension. So the combination of the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet, you know, they think hopefully will help um, combat the decline in brain function. The MIND diet stands for Mediterranean DASH Intervention for Neurogenerative Delay. So the reason why they picked these two diets is the Mediterranean diet has been associated with a decrease in heart disease risk, and the DASH diet has been associated with controlling and reducing blood pressure. So they picked out the elements of two of these, and they're researching it to see what effect it will have on brain function as the aging, as the aging, um, as the brain ages and to see if maybe the combination of these two can help slow the cognitive decline that is seen with the aging process. The mind diet, it really isn't like a diet diet. It's basically has an emphasis on foods that, you know, that improve or act as protective to brain health while also limiting foods that are that could potentially be harmful to brain health. 
So we've talked about in here that all foods fit. So again, it's not like, oh, you can never have these foods. It's just putting the emphasis on the foods that could potentially improve brain health while decreasing the amount that you have of foods that could hinder brain health. So when we talk about foods that the mind diet encourages, what are we talking about? So first, you know, you'll notice in these foods that these foods are foods that are good for all disease reduction, right? So it's going to be things like vegetables. That's the first thing. So the difference with the mind diet is it really places an emphasis on dark green leafy vegetables and to have these things daily. So when we're talking about green leafy vegetables, we're talking about spinach and kale and romaine lettuce and collard greens. So the overall emphasis with the mind diet is to eat vegetables. So at least two servings of vegetables a day, but to have at least one of those servings be vegetables. And when we talk about a serving size for vegetables, we're talking about one cup of raw vegetables. So that could be a cup of your spinach um, raw, like the base of like what would be a salad or a half a cup cooked. So, you know, with the dark green leafy vegetables, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take very much. It cooks down pretty quickly and, and that you could probably easily get a half a cup cooked from that. So that's the first part. The next thing that's recommended is fruits and making sure that you have, you know, um, a daily intake of fruits. But what the mind diet particularly is studying is, and what it places an emphasis on when it comes to fruit is berries. And the reason is that berries are high in antioxidants. So they think that that antioxidant um, component probably has a protective benefit for brain health. So it helps, you know, possibly slow progression of um, the aging process. So when we're talking about berries, it's what you would think of berries. It's strawberries or blueberries or blackberries or any kind of berries. And what the mind diet is studying and what they're recommending is having a half a cup of some kind of berry most days of the week. So the emphasis on is on eating fruit, but into the mind diet, the difference is, is that emphasis is, is a lot on berry intake. Also, nuts is a component of this mind diet. Unsalted nuts or nut butters all count. The emphasis is having five ounces per week. So whatever that looks like and however to get five ounces per week. It could be one ounce of nuts most days of the week or however you can get five ounces. Um, whole grains is something also that's recommended on this mind diet. I think whole grains is something that we easily try to get rid of, especially if we're focusing on weight management. But whole grains offers a lot of vitamins and minerals that you probably won't get from other places. So it's really important. It's a really important component to any um, well-rounded lifestyle eating pattern that you choose to do. When we talk about whole grains, we're talking about whole grain bread or quinoa or oatmeal or whole grain pasta. And this mind diet is recommending three servings, three of whole grains per day. 
And a serving size would be like a slice of bread or a half a cup of, you know, anything that's cooked. So if you're having pasta, most likely you're not having just a half a cup of pasta. You may be having a cup of pasta and that's considered two servings as a serving is a half a cup. Fish is also recommended on the MIND diet. Um, fish, I feel like, is recommended as part of a healthy diet by most organizations. When it comes to heart disease risk, fish is something that the American Heart Disease Heart Association recommends having at least two servings of fish a week. So in the MIND diet, it's still recommending fish. It's saying to have at least one serving of fish a week. Now the difference here is that we want the fish not to be fried. So you want it to be in some way that's not going to have that fried covering on it. And so it would be like broiled or baked or even maybe pan seared, but just not having um, the butters and the things like that that are going to that are going to be part of the whole frying process. Poultry is another part of the mind diet. So poultry meaning white meat such as chicken or turkey so it's the poultry that has none of the dark meat on it and none of like especially nothing that's fried on it and that is making sure that you have at least two servings a week of poultry and the serving size is typically like you know a four ounce serving size that cooks down to three so if you're having chicken twice a week and it's and it's you know with a, a three ounce serving size that would be the minimum that the mind diet recommends beans is another really important component of this diet and what is considered a serving size for beans so beans and kidney cannelli white beans navy beans edamame like any of the soybeans all of that counts so a serving size is considered a half a cup and that would be making sure that you get three servings per week of beans the last two foods that are recommended in the mind diet is first olive oil and especially extra virgin olive oil and they recommend using olive oil as your base so that would be the main oil that's recommended that you consume daily on this mind diet in this particular studies that are, that, that are being done it's two tablespoons per day. So that's probably pretty easy to do if you're making something at dinner time or lunchtime that you're using olive oil to cook. So most people aren't using just, you know, a little bit of olive oil. They're usually putting up like at least a tablespoon or two when you're making chicken or fish or whatever you're making on the stovetop. And then lastly, and this isn't that it's necessary, this is just what's being used but it is wine is being studied in this. So it's not something that if you don't drink wine, then it, it's not recommended that you start drinking wine to get the benefit. But it's more that if you drink wine, you don't drink more than one glass. In the mind diet studies, it's they're looking at red and white wine, but the red wine is where they're really, where there has been past research that shows some kind of improvement when it comes to heart disease risk, so that's kind of where the studies are going. But again, it's not meant to increase your wine intake, especially if you don't drink wine, and just making sure that you limit the amounts of wine that you have. Although in this, in these studies, um, some of the participants are drinking wine every day. That's 
a regular serving size of wine. So all of the foods that we've talked about right now, right? So we've talked about the green, dark green leafy vegetables. We've talked about berries. We've talked about nuts and whole grains and fish and beans and poultry and olive oil, and then plus or minus wine. All of these foods tend to be are anti-inflammatory. So that means they decrease risk of any inflammation going on in your body and they're high in antioxidants. So because of those two things, they may help minimize the development of dementia. And so that's why there are foods that are encouraged on the mind diet. Now, foods that the mind diet discourages or wants you to minimize on a daily basis include butter and margarine. So when we talked about, you know, the fish and making sure it's, you know, broiled or baked, it's because we were, they're trying to reduce any kind of butter or margarine that you're consuming because the goal is to replace any butter or margarine with olive oil because olive oil is the main focus in the studies that they're doing on the mind diet. If you do have butter or margarine, it's limiting that amount to less than a a teaspoon a day. So it's a very small amount. One interesting thing about the mind diet is that it doesn't have you avoid all milk products, but what they do recommend avoiding is cheese. So in the research that's being done, cheese is limited to no more than two ounces per week. So that's not very much. That's like equivalent to like two slices of cheese per week. But again, in this particular diet, it's not studying any other dairy. It's just cheese that's been singled out. Another thing is that they're recommending to decrease is something that we all know that we probably need to decrease in some capacity. So that's things that are like refined sweets or pastries. So this could be cakes or cookies or donuts or brownies or ice cream, all that deliciousness. And they're not saying that you can't have those things. The studies show that it's limiting those to no more than four servings per week, which I think is probably pretty reasonable for most people to do. Um, Hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but it might be a little bit more reasonable. Red meat is another food group that's limited, and that would be things like, you know, what you're thinking of as red meat as like burgers or, um, or hot dogs or sausages, any of those kinds of things. So the goal here is to have no more than three servings per week. And again, like, like we talked about in the, um, the fish and the chicken, red meat portion size would be four ounces cooked down to three ounces. So to have no more than three servings of three ounce, you know, red meat per week. And then lastly, trying to avoid any fried food and really trying to limit the fried food intake to one meal per week. So the reason why all of these foods, these last couple, the butter and margarine, the cheese, the pastries, the red meat, the fried food, all of those foods are encouraged to be decreased weekly because they're high in saturated fat and trans fatty acids. Both of those things have been associated with an increase 
in cardiovascular disease or heart disease. And there's research that suggests that it would also, um, it may also be associated with an increase Alzheimer's disease and dementia risk. So that's kind of the, the rationale that's being studied. So the MIND diet is a relatively new diet. It's probably been around for about five years or so. And the research that they're doing on it has, is pretty limited in terms of participant size. But early research is hopeful. And it suggests that utilizing parts of this or all of what we've discussed decreases risk of development of Alzheimer's disease. So given the combination and success of the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet and their benefit in heart disease risk and lowering and controlling blood pressure, all of this is promising, although additional research is needed. So I wanted to just kind of give you perspective on some things out there and to kind of show you that, you know, I think in terms of any eating lifestyle pattern, they kind of all share the same similarities when it comes to decreasing chronic disease in terms of eating veggies and fruits and nuts and whole grains and olive oils and fish and things like that and having alcohol in moderation. So I don't know if these particular things will be modified in the future and the mind diet will change in terms of what's beneficial, but you know, the things that are, the foods that are encouraged are things that are really helpful for decreasing, you know, risk of many chronic diseases and the foods that are discouraged are probably foods that also have been associated with other diseases and probably wouldn't hurt to be minimized um, to a few times a week, if not, you know, less than that. So I hope this gives some clarity on, on dementia and eating and lifestyle. And I thank you for listening this week. And I hope, and I will be back here next week with another health tip Tuesday. So I hope you have a wonderful week and email me with any questions that you have. So I hope you found this helpful and I will see you back here next week.